Hey, this is Eric. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick uh, mention at the top of this episode. We are actually releasing this episode early. Uh, So normally our episodes are every Thursday. So if you haven't subscribed, uh, be sure to do that. But we are actually releasing this episode early this week because it has has a lot of good information about the Paycheck Protection program, uh, particularly the forgiveness aspect of it. And we wanted to get this out as soon as possible to folks. So we recorded this uh, on September 4th. um, And then we have the holiday weekend. So we're putting this out on the 8th uh, just to uh, make sure that that everyone has it as quick as possible into um, their inboxes. You guys can listen. And uh, if you have any questions or need anything, of course, you can always email us at podcast at mybank.com or you can visit us at mybank.com slash forgiveness to learn more about the PPP forgiveness program. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, the podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is a PPP loan forgiveness update. And for this helpful and forgiving discussion, I am thankful to be joined remotely today by Jason Rush, Chief Operating Officer at First United Bank and Trust. Good morning, Jason. How's it going? Good morning, Eric. It's going well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Well, I appreciate yeah. you. Uh, I appreciate you joining me today. We've got a lot to cover. We've we've gotten quite a few questions over. I mean, gosh, the past. Three four months about the PPP program, the Paycheck Protection Program, um, the loans, but in particular the forgiveness aspect of those loans. And we're getting to that period now where a lot of the borrowers are starting to hit that forgiveness period of time. And so a lot of questions have been flying around either directly to our 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 lenders or you know through email to us um, online. Um, and so we wanted to cover some of those some of those common questions that we're seeing, and hopefully you can help um, provide some some answers to our listeners. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds good, and I'll I'll do the best I can to to answer whatever whatever might be coming up. So I'm glad to help. Awesome. All right. Well, let's start off with um, there was a, there was a change in the program along the way where originally it was an eight week period and it changed to where you could extend that period of time to use those funds out to 24 weeks. So early borrowers that then select the 24 week covered period, um, can they apply uh, before the end of the period if they've used up all the funds? So they, they haven't gotten through the 24 week period, but they're, they've kind of, gone through all the funds that they were that they were allotted can they just start applying for forgiveness now or how does that work well i guess to start with there was you mentioned that there were this was a change to the program and i guess um one of the things that we should we should talk about early on is there's been a lot of changes to this program and um you know a lot of this was done on the fly um you know, Congress was doing their best to to respond to to the needs of the of the businesses, and um, you know they put together something that they that they thought would work. Um, SBA was 
you know, tasked with a lot of this, and they had to in, interpret some of what Congress um, put out there. So they were they were doing things on the fly, and then you know the banks were were the same way. I mean, they were trying to they were trying to take what Congress was putting together, what the SBA was interpreting, and they were doing their best to. <laughs> just make the make the most of most of it all. So I think um you know everything was with great intentions and um you know one of the changes that you mentioned was the covered period um initially it was 8 weeks then it got extended to 24 but the uh, I guess the the good news from this is um you can you know a borrower can choose what's called the ulterior ulterior covered period or alternate covered period and they can, you know, if they if they meet the requirements um, prior to that 24 weeks being up, um, they can go ahead and apply for forgiveness anytime during that period. So between the eight and the 24 weeks, you know, let's say they get to week 13 and their payroll has exceeded the amount of their borrowings, they can go ahead and apply at that point in time, and that'll be just fine. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of things changing, I just want to, for, for those listening, I just want to point out that we're recording this on September 4th around 9 AM and, uh, we're going to launch this episode on September 10th. (laughs) So things may change even within the week that we, that we launch it. So if, if anything changes, we will be sure to include those in the, uh, in the show notes and in the, uh, in the, the episode notes that we they push to the website. So keep an eye on those just in case, uh, in case anything additional changes along the way. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good point. So, um, for those who have, uh, applied for a loan, uh, particularly with first United, um, but with any institution, really a lot of, uh, lenders are, are sending out those forgiveness application processes, um, and links to portals to be able to handle that process. Uh, for first United, I know, uh, we're using a company called Abrigo or a system called Abrigo. And so they're going to have access to this portal that will have all of this information, all of this, uh, all the the things that they entered so that they can uh, more simply get through the forgiveness process. Um, can that, uh, one, one of the questions we've received from some, from some of the folks is can that portal be accessed multiple times or do you need to, as soon as you click it, fill the whole form out and, and be done with it? No, the uh, the software that that we've chosen to partner with is has been very responsive. Um, they've they've put together what I what we think is a is a really good system. And one of the features is you can you can go into it multiple times. So you get started on the application. You you realize oh I I don't have this this piece of information that it's asking, or I need to check with my accountant or financial advisor on something. It can be it can be accessed numerous times, so it's it's not a one and done system. You don't have to have everything whenever you first set down. You can go back to it numerous times. Good. I think it's I think it's appropriate for a forgiveness program to be very forgiving <laughs> in, in the setup of it. <laughs> you would like to think you would like to think so. I, I would. <laughs> so, um, if uh, you you mentioned accountants helping out in the process, so mm-hmm. if my accountant is completing that forgiveness application, or if any of our listeners are having their accountants help them out, do they just forward that link on, and then does the borrower need to do anything? Yeah, so whenever whenever you first sign into the to the system, the the system's going to require you to set a six digit PIN number um for your access. So 
Um, first of all, if if the if the company, some and a representative of the company goes in and um, initially and sets up this PIN number, of course, for the accountant uh, or financial advisor to then be able to access that system, they're going to need that six-digit PIN number. So you'd, you'd need to provide that to to your accountant. Outside of that, um, you know, the accountant can certainly complete the all the application, and really the only thing the borrower would need to do um, from there is they would just need to review the document, make sure that they agree with everything the the accountant put on the form, and then basically sign the um, sign the document. Awesome, yeah, and it's a pretty pretty simple process. I've seen kind of stepping through the process. It looks pretty easy to do. Um, Speaking of being easy, many uh, many of our borrowers are under the impression uh, that if their loan is under a certain amount, and that amount that everyone seems to be focusing on is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, if their loan is under one hundred fifty thousand, they many are believing that that is automatically forgiven. What what's the current state of that? Well, as you mentioned, it is September fourth, and it is now nine fourteen a.m. according to <laughs> according to my clock. And um, at this point in time, there is no automatic forgiveness. So it, it doesn't matter what the what the amount of the loan is. There is no automatic forgiveness. However, um, there, as you mentioned, there has been a lot of discussion around that. And um, unfortunately, um, before Congress recessed, um, they were not able to to get something done um, as far as. Um, an automatic forgiveness. The amount of 150,000 was kicked around quite a bit. Um, that that anything um, below that was going to be automatically forgiven, but that that has not passed at this point. Um, there's there's still hope um, within the business community as well as the banking industry that there there will be an automatic forgiveness. But um, certainly at this point, um, can't promise that. And there's 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 nothing that says it's going to happen. Just uh, just a lot of expectation that possibly it will. Gotcha. However, is there um, is there an easier approach um, to to it for 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 folks who have that smaller loan amount? Well, there is there is what they call an easy application, um, and basically, there's there's kind of some tests if you can if you're eligible for that easy application. First of all, if you're a sole proprietor or a um, independent contractor, um, you're eligible for that easy application. Um, others that that are eligible for it are is if you if you had no reduction in your FTE count, your full time equivalent employee count, um, and if you had no salary reduction during that period, um, you're eligible for the for the easy application. And um, you know we'd we'd recommend that you take a you know take a look at that and also talk to your accountant or financial provider, um, and you know get their get their opinion on it as well as to whether you're eligible for the easy application, but there, there are a number of individuals that are eligible for that. Excellent. Yeah. I know in, in the system that we're deploying, it sort of asks you those couple of questions up front and it kind of dictates whether you have the full form or the easy form. Yep. That's a, that's a very good point and a good feature within the software. Um, you, you definitely want to, you definitely want to take a look at that and see if, see if that is a possibility for you. Definitely. Yeah. So once, uh, once folks have filled out the form and submitted the application, is there a time frame that they should 
expect to have a decision on their on the forgiveness? There is. There's a. There's actually a couple timelines. So, first of all, whenever you you actually have an extended period of time to apply for the loan forgiveness. So it's it's not just as soon as the covered period's over, you don't necessarily have to apply like the, the day after. You actually have 10 weeks from the end of your covered period for the borrower to, su- to submit the forgiveness application. Now, as we said earlier, you know, you can do it between that eight week and twenty four week period if you've if you've met the requirements, but once the twenty four weeks is up, there's actually another ten weeks after that that you have um, from the covered period to to submit your application. Once you submit the application to the bank, the bank has up to sixty days to put that application together and submit it to the SBA for final approval. And then, you know, up to that 60 days, it can go to the SBA. And then after the SBA receives it, they have 90 days to either approve forgiveness or request additional documentation, or they could they could deny the application as well. So there are some timelines there, 10 weeks to get it submitted to the bank after the covered period, 60 days for the lender to get it reviewed and submitted, and then 90 days for the SBA to approve request additional documentation or deny the application. Okay. So that's a, that's a long period of time to, to not have an answer. So there's like seven months or more that a person could theoretically be, be sitting on the paperwork on their end or then submitting it and waiting on both the bank and the SBA. Do they need to, will, will they owe any interest on the loan at that time? Do they make payments? Do they just sit and wait? What's the status from that point? Um, it is you. You basically just sit and wait, and you don't have you don't have payments due during that period of time. Um, so the payments will be based upon the final determination from the SBA. So um, you know no no payment to make until um, you know the the application is reviewed and it's determined whether it's going to be fully forgiven, partially forgiven, or uh, denied in some in some fashion. So. Um, nothing to do after after you submit that paperwork until until you hear back um, from the SBA and from the bank on that cool so uh, so after the 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 um, customer has t- you know taken the time to, to look through their um, their documentation they've submitted it goes to the bank the bank has those couple of months those 60 days to, to review things or submit it to SBA are they? Are, are the banks looking f- at the applications for any errors? Are they trying to make sure that's clean before it gets submitted or what's, what are they doing during that period of time? Yeah. So, so while the, while emphasis is really placed on the borrower or, you know, the borrower's um, accountant or financial um, assistant um, to get, to get everything correct on the form the banks are you know taking a taking a look at the documentation they're trying to to make sure that everything's completed you know they're they're trying to to help the help the borrower make sure that they they get the forgiveness that they're eligible for so they they are reviewing those and that's why that's why they were given 60 days to really get those submitted um you know so there can be a review process from the bank kind of a second look at it and um you know, making sure that there's there's as much documentation as the SBA may require to to help them get the full forgiveness possible. Cool. 
Um, we've also had questions about details regarding who is eligible for safe harbor. So can you, A, can you answer that, but also can you kind of describe what safe harbor is? Yeah, so safe harbor came about because um, there was a, whenever whenever um, PPP applications originally started flowing and they started getting um, funded, um, there were a number of businesses that just weren't able to open. So, um, you know, you may be eligible for safe harbor if you were, if the business was unable to open due to CDC guidelines or maybe state mandates, they weren't allowing the, the businesses to open. Um, you know, another example would be if you, if you had a reduction in, um, full-time employees, but it was of no fault of your own or of the business. They, you know, the business made efforts to to bring those employees back, um, but you know, for whatever reason, the employee, you know, either refused to come back or they couldn't find um, labor to replace them. So um, there is there is some safe harbor there with the you know with the for the right reasons and for um, and with the right documentation. Gotcha. So through this whole process and we've, we've, we've talked about it. We've joked about it. Um, I'm even thinking maybe launching this episode early and putting a note at the beginning that we're not going to have an episode on Thursday because just to get this out in time. Um, but what, what will happen if, if changes are, are passed on forgiveness? Like what, I mean, because things are so fluid, how should borrowers, treat you know their their loan and and what should they be worried about i would say um i would say the key to to that question is flexibility and i would say um if they're if if congress does get together and there's something passed and there's there's changes that come out and you know the sba passes those changes along um banks are going to first of all they're they're going to have to to work with you know whatever technology company they've they've chosen to to work with um as far as software um so you know there may be a period of time where we have to stop taking those applications those forgiveness applications so we can so we can allow the software companies to to make those changes but you know as soon as as soon as possible we're going to get those applications um flowing again um SBA has been has been pretty good so far as far as you know if a if a if a change occurs and let's say let's say something that would would occur and it would be to an advantage of um one of the bars that's already submitted their application um you know in the in the past they've they've been pretty good about you know allowing that customer to to reapply or you know continue on in the process they're already in just you know to whatever's going to work to their advantage so i mean we're just going to have to be flexible in a number of different ways um if changes kind of roll out, we'll get those. We'll certainly get those changes out on our website to try to try to make people aware of them as soon as possible. And then we'll we'll work with software company as well as the SBA and our borrowers to to get those changes implemented best we can. Well, I guess that's the best anyone can ask. Um, well, Jason, do you have uh, any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? That kind of completes the, the the main questions that we've been receiving. But do you have any final thoughts you want to talk about about the PPP program overall or, or anything like that? Well, I guess um, you know, just kind of just kind of recap. We, you know, we do try to 
um, put as much on our website as possible um, related to the PPP loan process and forgiveness. Um, we've got a got a our marketing area has got a lot of good information out there for us um, to to be able to pass along to to anyone that's interested. Um, so you'll you'll want to check out www.mybank.com um, and then look for. PPP and forgiveness information. Um, we'll get updates out as things change there. And I guess just as a final thought, um, you know, I think First United, much like a lot of other community banks, have really embraced this um, the PPP process for um, borrowers within their market areas. And I know First United processed over 1,100 of these loans. Um, we we. Between the 1,100 loans, there was over 17,000 employee jobs preserved um, through that through those efforts, and um, you know something that you know I've been really proud to be a part of, and um, I know that a lot of others have really um, you know put a lot of time and effort into it, and have really felt good about the process. So it's it's been good for the community, and happy to be part of it. Absolutely. Well, Jason, thanks again. I want to sincerely thank you for joining me today and providing such helpful insights. And as you mentioned, if anyone has questions, wants to learn more, the best way they can check that out is to go to mybank.com. We have pages uh, specifically for PPP and forgiveness. So mybank.com slash PPP and mybank.com slash forgiveness. Um, we'll take you to those respective pages and you can also find them in the menu. Um, so that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. And we are on pretty much every podcast app there is out there. So uh, it'd really be helpful for us if you subscribed. That way you can get helpful information like this, this that Jason has given you today. Uh, and and give us a give us a five star rating. That'll help us uh, help other people find our podcast as well, so that they can be assisted with the, the helpful information we're providing. You can also leave us feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. Do I have enough money to retire? Is my family protected if something happens to me? Is my plan getting me where I'm going? Are you ready if I want to be a doctor? When it comes to money, we all have questions. That's why First United Wealth Management has a team of experts ready to listen and provide solutions. First United Wealth Management. First United, my bank for life. This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank and Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.